0: My friends in Christ, a checkout clerk at my neighborhood supermarket is a young, very engaging African-American fellow with an unfailingly positive outlook on life and really big dreams, which he sometimes shares with me. A higher paying job, a law degree, winning the lottery, a knockout of a wife, his words, (laughs) around the world cruise, and most recently, a trip to Mars. Whenever he shares one of his dreams with me, he looks me straight in the eye and said, you know, ain't nothing impossible for God. I love his spirit, and of course, I never disagree with him about that. Nothing's impossible for God. That's the message that literally leaped off the page in today's scriptures in the reading from the book of Samuel King David was front and center, comfortably settled in his palace, victorious over his enemies, a mighty figure by any reckoning. But it's well to remember David's story and where David came from. He was the youngest of seven brothers, a shepherd tending the flocks, a nobody, until one day the prophet Samuel arrived on the scene, called for him, and anointed him. But why David? Why not one of his more mature and impressive brothers? Well, the short answer is that God likes to work wonders with very little. The short answer is that nothing is impossible for God. We got the same story in today's passage from Luke's gospel. A nobody, an unknown young girl by the name of Mary in a backwater town called Nazareth is visited by an angel presented with an invitation from God. She gives her consent and finds herself with child by the Holy Spirit. Unlikely? Absolutely. Impossible? No, because nothing is impossible for God. My friends, this is going to be a short homily. It's, to be honest, we've got a lot of church to do in the next 24 hours, and A short one will probably play well, but for just a moment, just a moment, let's look inwardly and ask ourselves a question or two, like, what have I declared to be impossible in my life? Shaking an old habit? Overcoming a crippling addiction? Breaking out of my self-centeredness? Becoming more loving? Saving my marriage? loving a difficult family member, being more ethical at work, becoming a saint, or take a little broader look and ask ourselves, what else have we given up on? Our idealism, our hopes for the church, for our country, our world, making a dent in the glaring inequalities that cause hunger and homelessness, bringing climate change under control, the possibility of world peace. If we find ourselves saying yes to these things and others like them, the question then becomes, what will it take for us to believe again, really believe that we have a God who, with our cooperation, turns things around, makes the crooked ways straight, and the rough paths smooth. A God who never runs out of surprises. A God who can do so much with so little, with insignificant Mary of Nazareth, with you, with me. My friends, what would it be like if we were to draw close to the crib this Christmas? with all its smells and all its squalor, yet with all the glory of the Godhead wrapped in rags, what, it, what it, would it be like if we were to see there on that scene, perhaps for the first time, a whole new world of endless and exciting possibilities? Thanks to the God for whom nothing, absolutely nothing, is impossible.